Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. The game is over. And the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Chiefs Kingdom, welcome to the next episode of Kingdom Corner here with Andrew and Dale. Uh, Dale, we missed you last week, but we're glad you're back. Man, it's, it's so good to be back, and it's so good to be talking to everybody with another Chiefs win, which I think I did predict that the Chiefs would beat the Chargers at home. Uh, I can't remember. Did you predict <laughs> you they did. would? Uh... Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, I did not. I did uh, predict that was going to be one of the ones they dropped, but I I am glad they pulled it out. So even though I predicted them to lose from the first episode, I did still give my score prediction of a chiefs win last week. So I'm glad they at least won, even if my first assessment was not that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we both can agree. We are uh, excited when our predictions go wrong, when they're, uh wins and not losses so yeah for sure just give you a hard time yes especially for sure yeah no someone's gotta keep me in line here i appreciate it speaking of uh this last game then the chargers what a uh what a game and i know you were there and got to witness the chaos what a game i'm glad we uh came out on top on that game still in i don't think the crowd ever really lost faith because the score was so close even though some of it didn't feel that close but it was good so uh glad to get a win that's for sure yes yes indeed one in particular i remember willie gay had a guy i think is eckler could have had him for a loss and instead he runs for 12 15 yards something like that off a screen pass from herbert so the other thing is you've got to really limit that uh, yards after catch or yards after contact, and you got you got to stop them. And so, yeah, that was kind of concerning. But again, we love to celebrate the W. That's right. That's right. So not not to be too nitpicky, but you know, we still want to see some improvement in some areas. That, but either way, we're going to take the win every time, every any time. Yes. So, but then uh, Keenan Allen was out with yeah. an injury, and so Mike Williams was really their only really big wide receiver. And, I mean, he had himself a game. So he went off and had himself 113 yards, averaging 14 yards per catch uh, with a touchdown yeah. thrown in there. So that was a big yeah. game for him. And I don't ever wish anyone to be hurt. I always like to see teams <laughs> compete with at their best with everyone playing. But yeah. I'm not going to complain that Keenan Allen wasn't there because we couldn't stop one guy – I would have been a little bit more worried if there's two guys we had to worry about that we couldn't stop. I know this is something that you and I both had concerns about in the uh, the beginning of the year was the quarterback play. And so the state, the, the, the DBs and what were they going to look like? And so right now the quarterbacks are having their way with the de- defensive backs. Uh, that is definitely a worry. Uh, the Chargers seem to be focusing a lot on Fenton and Sneed back there. I mean, Sneed himself gave up, uh, eight completions on nine attempts for 98 yards and a touchdown. That's not a stat any cornerback wants to have. Right, right. One of the things I noticed, too, is as the game kept going on and Herbert kept having his way, the Chiefs were just playing a zone defense most of the game. And 
against any great quarterback, they're going to eat a zone alive. And it really bothered me that uh, Spags couldn't change out of that zone coverage. And I'm thinking, you know, with Trent McDuffie being out, maybe he's trying to protect some of those young rookie cornerbacks. But in doing so, he just opened himself up for, you know, yard after yard and just gashing the defense through that. You might as well try man coverage because they're beating your zone anyways. You might as well get beat a man too and see if the other one works. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent agree with you there. And um, I mean, it seemed uh, the zone paid off though at the end with that big pick. Uh, and uh, also something we were nitpicking. Oh yeah, QB, no doubt. The Q, yeah, and then the QB pressuring, and then be able to get uh, Willie Gay to get pressure on Herbert that that play and to uh, to get the big pick there was a good thing. So kind of the the two concerns they really showed up there for us at the end. You know, that was the big question going to the seasons. Can they get pressure on the quarterback and can these young corners, you know, step up to play? And I think in the first half, just from my observation, Carlos Dunlap seemed to be hearing his name a lot from tackles and getting a few pressure. And that's not maybe necessarily the guy you would think was going to be getting the most pressure, but in the first half, he seemed to be doing it. And they they had a guard, the Chargers, they going against Chris Jones and Chris Jones was doing almost nothing in the first half. Not saying he's not a great player, but man, he is – playing to the right side of their offensive line. And that guard was just holding his own there against Chris Jones. And second half, they moved Chris Jones over to the left side of the offensive line. And he started having his way a little bit more and uh, started getting a lot more pressure with about five minutes left in the third quarter. They were getting a lot more pressure. And then in the fourth quarter, Mike Dana had that hit that hurt Herbert. And after that, Herbert, you could tell he was just in pain. So, I mean, first shout out to Herbert. What a great player. Uh, one of the best talents in the league at quarterback, no doubt. But after he got hit, he was not the same player. He couldn't move as well. You could tell he was just in pain. So after that, the Chiefs defense just kind of pinned their ears back and was having their way with getting some pressure on him. Yeah, and I think uh, what helps is they had the lead. And so they had the lead there, and they kind of knew they had to throw the ball and everything yeah. like that. But, but yeah, shout out to Herbert for uh, playing through that and get through to finish the game. And so I feel bad for him, just the fact that everyone's coming up and hitting him in the ribs after the game and congratulating him and uh, all that. So I'm sure that was not very, very painful. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Then the offense, I mean, I mean, they did a few things, but they weren't that great, especially in the first half. Uh, in the first half, they had four punts, which is the first time, first time in a Patrick Mahomes led chiefs offense that they've had that many punts in one half. Wow, I did not I did not realize that. It's pretty shocking. It seemed like Mahomes was a little bit off from watching the game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is Mahomes did seem a little off. Some of his passes just weren't on target like we've seen him in the past. So hopefully just a one-time thing where Mahomes is going to figure that out, and I think he will, and they'll bounce back from that. Oh, yeah, he's, he's uh, too good of a quarterback not to. Yeah, and really for having Joey Bosa and – Khalil Mack on their defensive line and only getting one sack on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what a shout shout out to Mahomes and the O-line for having that stat. Yes. I mean, uh, as we know as Chiefs fans that Mahomes, he moves all the time. And so uh, it's a good – it's a hard thing to take him down. So uh, I like – I think the offensive line did a pretty good job, decent job. But, yeah, just the uh, not being able to move the get run game was concerning. 
there's one bad call I thought for sure against Andrew Wiley. They were saying that he pulled Joey Bosa down into Mahomes' legs. And I mean, even live, I was like, man, that doesn't seem right. And I went back and watched it later and looked at it again. It's like, I don't think there's any way that Andrew Wiley pulled him. He had a hold of him, but once Andrew started falling backwards, uh, Joey Bosa pushed off and jumped right into Mahomes' leg. Should have been 15 the other way, but instead came back to hurt the Chiefs. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, a lot of those judgment calls. I mean, we could talk about the the, the body slam of Travis Kelsey. <laughs> so, and that not being called was, yeah. uh, pretty, was pretty wild to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing I will say about that too, I mean, it looked pretty violent in the moment, but at the same time, once Travis Kelsey kind of runs and tries to jump over him a little bit and he catches him in the air, there's not much else that a defender can do but throw him back down the ground. So uh, just to be fair a little bit, but it did look very violent at the time. Yeah. Justin Watson had a 41-yard touchdown pass for Mahomes, and uh, right before that, Mahomes threw an almost interception, and really it should have been intercepted, but the defender let it hit the ground. But, I mean, you're not going to get a better opportunity to intercept the ball against Mahomes and what he had and – didn't end up being an interception. Mahomes comes back to throw 41-yard touchdown to Justin Watson, you know, the new wide receiver for the Chiefs this year. And, I mean, he looked made it look so effortless. He threw it about 45 yards in the air uh, down to Watson in the end zone and just looked like he flicked his wrist, wasn't even trying, but got it there with plenty of air on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, one of those things you can't give – the greats a second chance and so when you get an opportunity to take an interception you need to make sure you capitalize on that interception and so uh i'm sure uh that cornerback is kicking himself pretty hard right now and then the start of the fourth quarter the chiefs had the ball on their uh on the opponent one yard line and it's fourth down and they decide to kick a field goal you know with their new kicker matt amandola since Harrison Butker was hurt and, you know, decided to tie the game instead of going for a touchdown to pull ahead. Uh, what do you think? If you were in that decision, I mean, knowing now looking back, we can see what the outcome yeah, yeah. of the game was, but without knowing that, what do you do in that decision? Would you have gone for the touchdown or gone for the field goal? So that was probably the most concerning. Uh, the whole game was, I think you mentioned the one yard where Pacheco couldn't get the one yard. That was concerning to me. And then the other thing was to be in the red zone like that and not uh, come away with seven points, especially against the Chargers, especially an elite team like the Chargers. It's concerning. And so I think you gotta you got to trust your guys yeah. and who you have. And so you say, okay, I think our guys are better than their guys, and we can figure out a matchup. And so let's, I would go for it. But I don't know if that would be the right decision. Yeah, I – I would agree. I, I'd go for it as well. Uh, I heard afterwards Andy Reid, you know, he was saying, you know, well, at the moment they just were able to actually drive the ball for once and he didn't walk away with no points and give the offense a letdown. He wanted them to walk away with points at least to tie the game up to keep the offense going and feeling good about themselves. So, I mean, I get that from his aspect. I mean, looking back now, we can see, okay, that's probably the right decision since they won, but without knowing the outcome of the game at that moment and knowing that your offense is struggling with the ball, I would have gone for a touchdown because you don't know if you're going to get another opportunity just based on how the Chargers defense was playing against us. Right. That Chargers defense is good. <laughs> have we mentioned that yet? Yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. They're definitely going to be a top defense by the end of the season. 
yeah. actually before the end of the season, maybe even yeah. now they're going to be a top defense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that stuck out to me with the offense though, is with McCole Hardman. I mean, I, I know that they're kind of high on him still and I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a good player, but I don't think he's going to be the Tyreek Hill that they might be trying to make him into. It seemed like early on at least, and they kind of moved away from it in the second half, but seemed like early on that they were trying to force things to Hardman with passes and with jet sweeps and everything else. And I thought, man, they obviously are ready for McCall Hardman, his speed. They just, you got to try something else. One of the things that probably drives me crazy about Andy Reid is just how loyal he is to guys. And I don't say you should be a jerk or anything like that, but sometimes you just got to cut the strings. Sometimes yeah. you just got cut loose. And so I'm not saying Harmon, we just yeah. need cut loose of Harmon, but I'm just saying like, hey, I think that was part of the problem. We were forcing things last year, and we don't need to force things. Let this come natural. Uh, let let Mahomes just play naturally and not say, hey, yeah. let's get to Harmon 10 times this game. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. Uh, I mean, the other thing it's kind of seemed like is why are we continuing to try to run the ball when it wasn't really working out for us? And we have Patrick Mahomes as our starting quarterback who can make things out of nothing. And they're try- I understand they're trying to have a balanced approach between running and passing the ball, and they seem to be making more of an effort to do that this year. But there are some games that one or the other is not working, and you just not saying you can't do it or shouldn't do it at all. But you can't try to have such a balanced approach that you put yourself in a bad situation. I think they should have gone to passing the ball a lot sooner than they did and should have given up on running the ball as much as they were trying to. Yeah, I would say one of the bright spots of the uh, running game was them catching out of the backfield. And I thought uh, Hilaire, he had a heck of a game catching out of the backfield. Yeah, he did. He had 44 yards out of the backfield catching. So, I mean, what a great night for, for him. Yeah. So, and then he had that long run. Did he have a long run or was that a pass? Yeah, no, that, that was a long run there at the end of the game. He had a career long of 52 yards. And so it kind of skews the stats a little bit. Uh, just because of that long run, because without that long run, the Chiefs uh, only had 41 yards rushing if you subtract that 52-yard run by by Clyde Edwards-Elaire. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got to definitely uh, – you got to run the ball better than that. Their rushing attempts with the 52-yard run – uh, average out to 5.2 yards per carry, but if you take away that 52-yard run, they only average 2.4 yards per carry. So, I mean, that's not really effective running at all, which is why I'm saying they should have gone more towards passing instead of trying to be so balanced. Definitely. Definitely agree. You play your strengths, not your weakness. Well, a couple positive things about uh, this last game, though. So the Chiefs, since 2013, are now 42 and 13 against the AFC West. Mahomes in that time is 22 and three, and Mahomes is also five and zero in home openers since he's been the starter. Wow, that is unreal! And so two two of those losses were against the Chargers, and one against the Raiders. That's an unreal, unreal. Mahomes has never lost to the Denver Broncos, so hey, that's the good news. That's right. I hope that stays a trend as long as he's the starter. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would so, be. 
But in this past game, Mahomes moved into third place in the Chiefs uh, completion passes, uh, passing Alex Smith. So the only people ahead of him now are the great Lynn Dawson, who's in first, and Trent Green in second. Now, here's an interesting stat, I thought. So quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era – uh, to start their first two games of the season with 70% uh, or more completion percentage and have seven touchdowns and no interceptions or seven touchdowns or more are Patrick Mahomes in 2019 when he won the Super Bowl MVP, Lamar Jackson in 2019 as well when he won the NFL MVP, and then now Patrick Mahomes in 2022. <laughs> so, he's on pace. He's on pace. To win that MVP or a Super Bowl, which would be even better. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see another Super Bowl. So he completed passes to nine different receivers again, just like he did in the first game. So that's another great sign for the Chiefs offense and what they're doing. Uh, but one of the things that th- talking about the receivers here, uh, there's a few guys that kind of jumped out to me that they didn't do most, like Juju Smith-Schuster, huge part of the first game and catching receiving. Yeah, he is definitely lucky, and so I know I was I was, I was expecting more out of Jody Forson this this year, and he really has not uh, developed uh, or has not. He played great in the preseason, but he's kind of been absent here in the regular season. Uh, I will say shout out though to Derwin James of the Chargers defense. I mean that guy had himself a game, and he's probably one of the best safeties in the NFL. Top top three for sure, if not number one. So what a great play. And uh, the other side is, though, they have this other guy they brought in, J.C. Jackson. He's supposed to be one of the top cornerbacks. And what do you know? That's the very guy that Justin Watson scored the touchdown against. Yeah. And so – and I knew he didn't play last week. Uh, and so for him to play this week, I mean, I'm sure he was 100% or at least close to it. But, yeah, I don't – I think he was surprised uh, by – yeah. Uh, Watson's uh, uh, pigment and how fast he was. Yeah, no doubt. Got himself turned around there. Yeah. Um, And then talking about defense here, the Chiefs defense, Willie Gay led the team with 11 total tackles, followed by Nick Bolton with 10. Uh, And so the Chiefs defense has been uh, having their struggles already, but they've been playing great on third down. Uh, So so far this entire season, they're, they've allowed eight third down conversions on 28 attempts, so a little over 28% conversion rate. And just for reference, last year, just in their first game alone, they allowed nine conversions on third downs, uh, right around 69%. So through two games, we have allowed less third down conversions than we did in the first game in total last year. Wow. Wow. Well, that's 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 encouraging, and I think we both we predicted that uh, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are going to be maybe the two of the best linebackers in the league. Oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, talking about Willie Gay brings us to this. So he got a suspension for four games for an incident that happened uh, in January, and we're not going to dive too much into it. But just quick thoughts. Have any thoughts on that? Yeah, my thought is we're going to miss him. <laughs> We're going to miss him a lot. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so I think Leo Chanel, the rookie linebacker, is probably going to be taking his place. And the times that Chanel's been in there playing, he's looked pretty good, but he's not been the every down back or every down linebacker as of yet. And it looks like he's going to be forced into that role. So hoping for good things, but 
uh, I think we're definitely going to miss him. Yeah, last couple things, thoughts on this game from last Thursday, but uh, Tommy Townsend had uh, six total punts, four in the first half alone. But get this, he had a his long for the night was 74 yards. I mean, that All is right. a monster punt. All right, Tommy, let's keep it going. So is there anything through the first two games so far that has you a little bit worried for the rest of the season, or are you just feeling good about everything? I'm I'm still feeling pretty good about everything. Uh, I know one like uh, one thing at the end of the broadcast they said, and Andy Reid. I think this goes unnoted. Andy Reid's a hundred games over five hundred in his coaching career. So I don't know how we got Andy Reid, but we are so lucky to have Andy Reid as our head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, very grateful to have him. So I don't have too much that I'm too worried i don't want to be too worried when we're still undefeated at this point but uh, i think a lot of it's still kind of the words i had coming in is is our defensive line improved enough to consistently get pressure and we have to their credit gotten more pressure on the quarterback this year we haven't necessarily gotten more sacks but we've got more pressure and sometimes that's just as good if you can get pressure but their size our secondary with all those young guys They've been pretty torched the first two games uh, with some of the receivers they've gotten up against. And so playing against some of the better receivers as the year goes on, that's got me a little bit concerned about some of that. Yeah, well, I, I think they'll figure it out, right? They'll get it going. They'll figure it out. Last question. Uh, so Clyde edwards Elaire, you know, they were feeding him a lot. And I even tweeted this out later on our Twitter account. By the way, if you're not following that, you should. It's Kingdom underscore corner uh, for our Twitter handle, uh, both case kingdom corner. So you should go follow us and give us a like, share it with your friends, help us get the word out about this uh, Twitter and podcast a little bit more. But, but in that last run, when uh, Clyde Edwards, Elaire CEH, as he is affectionately known, uh, had that 52 yard run. I even tweeted out and thought, wait, is Clyde good? Like, I, it was just such a surprise to see a breakout run because he hasn't had a whole lot of those. And like I said before, it's the longest run of his NFL career thus far. And I'm hoping he proves me wrong and becomes a great running back for us for many years to come. I I think I think I hope so, too. But I think he is feeling the pressure. And so when competition is uh... – uh, alive, then I feel like you you rise to that. And so hopefully he rises to that competition. I think he feels Pacheco behind him, and uh, I think they, I think he he was he's going to rise to the occasion. I hope he plays well this rest of the season. Yeah, I, I've kind of noticed that too. It seems like he's playing a lot harder because he knows that if he doesn't, he, there's guys behind him that are chomping at the bit to get in there. So yeah. let, let's jump into this next game against the Colts this Sunday at at noon. Uh, so the Colts uh, have not played up to expectations thus far. Um, and so they had a tie with the Texans their first game, and then they lost last week to the Jaguars. And so they're still trying to get back into the to win column, but they're still a decent team. They got some good players there. Uh, in their last game against the Jaguars, they gave up seven completion and eight attempts to the Jaguars tight end, which I think bodes well for Kelsey now. Again, their defense might play them differently because of Kelsey, but uh, just from the outside looking in, that seems pretty good. 
Yeah, they didn't. The, the Colts didn't just lose to the Jaguars. They got shut out by the Jaguars, which is crazy to think that an NFL team yes, was shut out. <laughs> so, and then I know the Colts have been struggling with a lot of injuries. And so I'll be injured. I know some of those guys are coming back. Uh, and so I think it'll be a different Colts defense, but I, 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 I feel bad because I had the, I had the Chiefs losing this game. And uh, I, I, can I change my pick to them winning this game? Yeah, well, just so you know, I uh, picked the Chiefs to win this game, if you didn't remember. <laughs> I did remember. I did remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, to the defense of credit of the Colts last week, though, they did only allow 2.6 yards per rush attempt. So their rush defense was a really good last game, even if their passing defense was not. Um but the Colts offensive line, they gave up five sacks and 11 quarterback hits uh, last week to the Jaguars. So another thing that I think bodes well for the Chiefs. And then uh, did Matt Ryan, I think if I remember right, Matt Ryan threw three interceptions. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, hopefully we get uh, some pressure and make him uncomfortable in the pocket. Yeah, for sure. I think the two players on the Colts team that we really have to watch out for, especially on the Colts offensive side, is, of course, Jonathan Taylor, the running back. He seems to do it all and is one of the greatest running backs uh, in the league right now. And if their injured wide receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., comes back, uh, he had a limited practice today. And so, I mean, who knows if he'll be ready by Sunday or not. But if those two guys are back, that's going to be a much different team than maybe we even saw last week of them against the Jaguars. And it, and it is in Indianapolis. So that also, you know, getting a – I hope I, – I just hope the Chiefs aren't overlooking the Colts and looking ahead. Another great stat for the Chiefs' defense, though, uh, against the Chargers, they allowed zero runs of 10 yards or more. Uh, they created two sacks, had eight quarterback hits. Uh, but the one downside is in both games so far, they've allowed uh, over 100 or close to 100 quarterback rating in both games. And so they allowed the Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert specifically, to throw for 334 yards and three touchdowns. So uh, that's not great. No, that is not. But is Justin Herbert the same breath as Matt Ryan? Or is Matt Ryan the same breath as Justin Herbert? I don't think so. Not not now. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, even in that game against the Chiefs and Chargers, uh, Herbert had some throws that, I mean, were covered excellently. You couldn't cover him any better, and it was just a better throw to beat that defense. So I'm not expecting too many of those with Matt Ryan. No disrespect to him, but Justin Herbert, like we said before, is one of the best talents in, in the league right now. Right, top five for sure. What's the keys for a Chiefs victory this week against the Colts? I'm going to say uh, time of possession is the key. Having the ball is going to be key for the Chiefs. Those long, long drives. Yeah, I, I would agree with that because if we don't have time of possession, that means they're running the ball well and Jonathan Taylor's probably having himself a game and that's not going to end well for the Chiefs. So the Chiefs have to be able to stop the run and they have to continue their, their third down consistency of holding other teams to a low percentage of conversion rates uh, as well as stopping the big play. So no big plays, stopping the run, and continuing their third down consistently on defense would be my uh, keys to a Chiefs win. 
And I think something we we just been talking about is I think the other key is to see that we do have a running game because I don't think you can win. It's hard to win the Super Bowl without a running game. It for sure is. Uh, so here's a matchup to watch for me. You can share one too if you have, but I think a matchup to watch in this game is the rookie linebacker, Leo Chanel, as he replaces Willie Gay and him specifically against the run with Jonathan Taylor. I think they're going to be trying to run at Leo Chanel this week and really testing him as a rookie to see if he's up to stopping the run. Yeah, I think that would be a a great matchup. And I think the other matchup would be, uh, I think, Shaquille Barrett is back, or Shaq Barrett is back. And so to see him with Travis Kelsey, I think that will be an interesting matchup to watch as well. All right, so we've talked about this. What's your prediction for Sunday? What's the score and who's going to win? All right, well, uh, I, if I can change it, I'll say the Chiefs are going to win. It's going to be 31 to 24. All right, well, I have a, the same outcome of a Chiefs win, but I have a little larger uh, margin of victory. I have Chiefs 35, Colts 20. Woo, I like that. I like that score. <laughs> I like yeah, I, I think the the Chiefs' offense is going to be coming in trying to prove something that they haven't lost a step because they were held in check for the most part against the Chargers, and I think the Chiefs' defense is going to be up for the challenge as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll, it'll, it'll be a great game. I'm excited. Can't wait for Sunday. Uh, we appreciate you joining us for this episode of The Kingdom Corner. Make sure you follow us and leave us a great review to help other people get to hear us and all this great knowledge that I'm sure we're bestowing on all of you. So uh, help us out, share this with your friends and help them to be a part of this kingdom corner as well. We'll see.